What to do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's Wellness Wednesday, I have the author, the motivational speaker, and the talk show host, Miss <laughs> Regina Smithwick. How you doing today, Miss? Get that right. Get that right. <laughs> I'm doing great. You did a great intro. Thank you. I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It is my pleasure. You know, um, like I said, the, the pre-conversation was, was so exciting uh, till I'm looking forward to, um, you know, just to talk, uh, just the experiences. Um, yeah, you know, it's Wellness Wednesday. So let's talk. That's about right. That's, hey. That's right. Let's get so, it on in. Uh, before, we, before we do anything, I always mm-hmm. like to jump in and do a wellness check. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just how have you been doing during this pandemic and how have you been staying safe? Oh. I've been doing good. God bless that. Um, I have been okay. I'm got a little sniffles today, but um, I'm I'm doing okay though. I'm not complaining. Um, I went almost two years without catching this virus, and you know I did my shots, my booster. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my family has been blessed. We all been good. So I'm just happy about that. And these days, just happy to get up and breathe. So I'm telling you, but look, look, do not take anything for granted. Okay. Is what I have learned over these past two years. Mm-hmm. You ain't learned nothing in two years. You learned that breathing is breathing is fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And, and man, these days, man, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, um, that is wonderful. So now, as we jump into things today, um, I want to just set the stage. So we talked about okay. gastric bypass, and mm-hmm. so I know everybody is is talking like, and we we'll, we may touch on the the surgery itself. But today, as we do wellness, I I want us to really think about the mental aspect uh, and really what we go through. Uh, So I guess hopefully people can kind of lock that in um, as we have that conversation. Mm -hmm. But uh, in thinking about you giving us a little background and understanding who you are, as I did my research on the page, uh, September 2019. Uh So now I want to say that was the beginning of the work, but I think you can better break it down so talk to us about that day um and, and just just tell us what it was it was a breakdown yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a mental ain't no way to sugarcoat it was a mental breakdown mm-hmm. um i it was the beginning it was the end and the beginning of what i what you see right now what you mm-hmm. see right here um this person would not have been here without that day mm-hmm. you know i had a breakdown but i got my breakthrough literally the same night so um, I was just tired of being sick and tired. I was tired of being in life without, a, you know, yeah, you float around and don't have your purpose. You're just kind of existing. I'm a good person. I do things. I'm in a sorority. I give back. I do all that great stuff. But I still didn't feel my purpose was fulfilled. Like, what was the God-given gift that he gave me to, to give back to the world? What is that? And that night, I was able to start the discovery of finding out what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's what that night was about, man. And so, and so, fast forward after that, mm-hmm. um, man, you just started to work. Like, so you I jumped into work. therapy. Um, Ooh, I did my work. It's hard. I mean, I'm telling y'all, people. I recommend everyone. I don't care if you think you're good or not. Everybody needs to see a life coach at least once in their life, just hmm. just to get, just to make sure you're on track. Yeah, because a lot of times we don't talk to ourselves. Oh, we do talk to ourselves. That's the problem. Mm. We can't be talking to ourselves. 
and you can't talk to people around you because all of y'all are, are common denominators. Y'all all similar. So you got to go with someone who's biased, you know, who will just listen to you or whatever. But at least once in your life, just go to a life coach and see. You may learn something about yourself you didn't really realize. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, just the sentiment that they say, don't believe everything you think. Right. So, um, so I agree with you on, on, on what we do. So you got to get that help. Um, and, and looking at your work through Let's Talk, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel good because we, we share the same mission. So empowering, motivating, yeah. uplifting yeah. our audience. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I want to say first, thank you for tonight coming on and being vulnerable as we talk about your journey, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of the things you went through. Um, mm-hmm. But we talked a little bit on the pre-show about people doing this for the right reason, people doing it for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about this gastric bypass journey, what was your reason for it? Uh, okay. and how did that kind of play out? Well, my reason, well, let me go back a little further. My mother actually had got the surgery three years before then. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a thing that's called polycystic ovary syndrome. And basically what it is, is a hormone imbalance. It's like a, um, insulin resistance issues. It's like a cousin to diabetes, if you want to call it that. Um, and then um, most people, you have it, you know, when you're born with it and you, it, when you have your cycle, it starts kicking in and then you start gaining weight and you don't understand why. And it's hard for you to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know I had this at all. I just thought I was just eating. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not going to blame it all on it. I'm a bread eater. I love carbs. So that's part of my problem. But I was having issues losing weight and I kept gaining and gaining and gaining. And uh, the highest weight I got to was like 270 was the highest I got to. Um, And my mother got the surgery before me. But even though she got it and she lost the weight, I just wasn't ready right at that time. I wasn't ready to do it because it's a life changing thing. And plus, when you get it done, there's no going back. You know, they can't just go back and put your stuff back in order. Like when they do it, that's a wrap. So I kind of was like, just because she did it doesn't mean I was supposed to do it at that time. You know, that's your own personal decision. Mm-hmm. But when I decided to do it, and I got really to that point of weight and I started having high blood pressure issues and I was borderline diabetes. And then I found I had this syndrome. I was like, I got to do this for health reasons, you know, alone just to get myself right, because I just had children and I wanted to be around. So I went ahead and got the surgery. So it was, it was for those reasons why I went. Yeah. Yeah, and you think about that, uh, man, you know, people always think about the vanity side of that, but but people really do need that to kind of save their life, like you say, uh, if it's a struggle, but but at the same time, that diabetes is still going forward, or that high blood pressure is still going forward, and those effects right. are happening every day. Um, right. Yeah, so then that, that makes me um, think about what we're going through today, uh, with women enhancing these parts, right? And so mm-hmm. then they'll about those unknowns um man so what were some of the some of the first parts that started affecting you like mentally uh and i, I guess we could say adversely mm-hmm. through the um, well mentally well i'm gonna go back to what you just said about the body parts that's mm-hmm. a different part um i know that you know the last 10 years has been real popular you know doing the butt enhancements and you know the breast induction i mean the breast have been for years, but yeah. now everybody was doing the, the butter enhancements and stuff. But now, have you noticed there's a lot of shows about reversing, reversing those mm-hmm. things? Mm-hmm. I think if it's not K. Michelle, I think if I'm not mistaken, she has yep, a show on reversing because she had it and she took it out. And there's other people who had it and took it out and they're talking about it now. 
And I think what it is, is when you come into your own and realize who you are, you, re you realize you're good enough. You're enough. And I think when you feel like you're enough, you don't you realize you don't need all those enhancements to be your best you. And I know that some people who get those enhancements, they have a lot of issues, like medical issues behind it. You know, I, I don't know too much about it. I just know I heard stories and I've seen things on the news of people who had issues with that. So a lot of it is mental, like you said, a lot of it is mental, even with the gastro bypass, you you have to know your why and it has to be a why that you really need to really search for because if you just want to jump on a quick fit scheme or you just want to jump on this to lose a lot of weight and be able to wear these jeans you always wanted to wear that's not the right you don't do surgery you don't lay your life on the, on the table to wear a pair of jeans that's what it really equals to when you lay on that table there's no guarantees so if you lay yourself on the table for a pair of jeans, it's not worth it, <laughs> you know? So if you really gonna do this and you have to understand it comes with a price. Like when you do this, it's a lifetime of taking vitamins for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, you gotta take D's and B12s and multivitamins. For the rest of your life, you're not supposed to drink soda. For the rest of your life, you're not supposed to eat um, sugar, like high sugar content foods. For the rest of your life, you can't, there's some foods that are not going to be uh, um, digestible no more. Like you could probably eat some before, but now you can't take it. Because there's some foods now I can't eat that I ate fine before. So you have to be ready to let go of things. And if you're not, you're going to have problems. Definitely going to have problems. And I, look, I don't, I don't even have to let go of some things and I'm having problems. I don't know what would happen if I was, my God. Yeah, so now, you can't eat no more. You just can't. You can't. You can't drink sodas because it stretches your stomach out because of the um the, the bubbly. You know, you can't. You can't do it no more. So now, in this surgery, is that what they do when they cut your um they they cut or uh, and and they make the stomach like uh pear size or peach size? They have so many different types now. I mm -hmm. had mine almost twelve years ago. So now it's like. People get them now. They they in and out of the hospital the same day. They back to work about two weeks later, a week later. I was out of work for almost a month. My mother was out for six weeks. Like every every year, it gets better and better. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are doing a gastric sleeve now. Okay. Okay. That's a uh, it's still the same concept, but it's not as abrasive as the gastro bypass like I received. Um, but the, when I the one I have is basically your esophagus is there. Then you have a little piece of the, the top part of your stomach that stays but the bottom part the big part of your stomach you see in the like diaphragms and you know you see in the pictures and stuff what happens is i don't use that to digest my food anymore my food don't go through there no more my food go through my larger intestines my smaller intestines to my larger intestines so you're skipping the stomach so that's why it's called bypass you bypassing your stomach and going straight into your intestines the bottom part of your stomach where the acid comes out when it that, that breaks down the food that still works my food still gets broke down by the acid on the bottom, but my food don't go through the top. It stops. So a lot of people don't understand. So when they say don't eat a lot of sugar, what they mean is your stomach does not break down that sugar no more like it used to. You go ahead and put all that sugar in that, in that, um, that small intestine and see what happens. It's called a dumping syndrome. <laughs> and you get sick as a dog. I mean, you get flu-like symptoms. You start sweating. You start throwing up. You start having diarrhea all at the same time. I seen it happen. My aunt had it right in front of my face one day and it looked like she was about to die. So I'm telling people, you make sure you know what you want because that dumping syndrome ain't no joke. That piece of cake you eat, 
in a matter of five to ten minutes, you're gonna be laying on the floor somewhere in the bathroom because you're gonna be so it's so much pain. So you gotta really know what you want. <laughs> that 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 really just cements what you said about um, you know, what are you doing this for? You know, because like you said, that mm -hmm. is a full life change. The way you eat, or uh, the way you think about food, uh, man, even the places you probably eat now are different. Yeah, well, you could eat at the same places. Uh -huh. It takes me forever to eat. When I first got the surgery, my friends used to always laugh at me because I'll go out to eat, order this regular meal, and it takes me four four times to eat that one meal to finish it off. I you can't even now, 12 years later, it would take me probably I could eat one half of it there, eat the other half the next day for whatever. I can't eat a full meal. That's not gonna happen. If you do that, you're gonna feel sick when you're gonna try to stuff all that food down you. So yeah, a lot of things change with that too. So when I go out to eat, people are like, why are you not eating? I was like, I am eating. I just can't eat as much. Like I can't eat all this food. Man. So then that that brings me to um when I was looking up some um some topics or or just doing the research, mm -hmm. uh one stat I ran across was it said patients may lose 30 to 50 percent of their excess weight in the first six months, 77 mm -hmm. percent of the excess weight early as 12 months. Mm -hmm. uh, and they maintain 50 to 60 percent loss for 10 to 14 years after surgery. Mm -hmm. So it's been 12 for you. Mm -hmm. At what point were you your biggest? How much did you lose? And how are you managing to keep it off? I lost um, 105 when I first lost the weight. Um, I'm at 170 now. The lowest I was was 157. That's the lowest. Like after I had my surgery, the lowest 157. And 157 was kind of like, okay, that's enough. I was, because I'm tall, I'm 5'10". So after a while, I was like, oh, that's a little too much. I, I, I'm I at 170 now. That's good. I'm a size 10 pants, 8 pants. I'm fine. Um, 165 would be my ideal weight to be at. I, I like 165 because that put me in a good 8 pair of pants. Um, and then I, I, I run. I go to the gym five days a week. I go to the gym every morning from Monday to Friday, and sometimes on Saturdays. On using the summer, I go on Saturdays too. So I go to gym six days a week. So a lot of people are not as, uh, um, I guess, uh, committed to the gym side of it. Um, you have to eat decent food. You know, you still can eat stuff, but you just got to watch what you eat. I always said when I laid on that table that day, I said to myself, "There's no way I'm gonna be back to 270." after I lay my life down on this table, I just refuse to gain that weight back, you know, and that's a hundred pounds from where I'm at right now. So I just knew that that's for me. I, I mean, I heard stories. I've seen people who have gained all the weight back and I know that is heartbreaking when you got used to being a certain way and then you kind of convert back to where you was. I know it's hard mentally for you. And then, you know, others look at you and, you know, say, I knew you're going to gain the weight back or whatever, but I feel that the industry needs to do better with the psychological part of the surgery. Now, when you do get the surgery, you have to go see a psychiatrist. That's part of the um, prep. You got to see a psychiatrist, but you only see them one time. And they kind of just talk to you about the surgery. But my psychiatrist told me, she said, I'm going to let you know. There's a good chance that you may lose some friends. And if you may lose your husband. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. But I'm gonna lose my husband and friends. That don't it didn't it didn't click. I'm like, what do you mean? It's my body. Why would I? She said, let me say it one more time. There's a good possibility that you may lose your husband 
or you may lose some friends over this. She said, because a lot of times you don't understand how people take you until you do something dramatic like this. You got to, okay, so this is the best way I can describe it. If you were always the heavy person in your crew, okay, a lot of your friends base their, their baseline off of you. So they could be on the heavier side, but not as heavy as you. So they'll go, okay, I'm heavy, but I'm not as big as her. That makes you don't have to worry about yourself, right? So then you end up being smaller than she is. Now she got to take the mirror and look at herself because now she's the bigger one in the crew. So instead of her facing herself, she's going to say, you can see that. You think you all that. You think you this and that because you lost this weight, blah, 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 blah. But really, she's upset with herself because now the mirror turned on her because now she's the bigger one in the crew. And that's how some of us think. So instead of us thinking, oh, that's great. I'm glad you got yourself together. You inspired me to get myself together. If they're not ready to do nothing, they're going to turn it back on you and say that you're the problem, not them. If that makes sense. Yeah, perfect sense. Um, you know, that's like with the ugly friends. You know, if you don't know which one of the ugly friends, it's probably you, family. You know, so. <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's sad, though, because uh, we judge each other on stuff like this. And psychologically, I don't think we, we go out and aim to do this, but I think it's just the way some of us are made up. And I heard this story before. Many people said this before. They'll say that a person will hang with someone or hang with people that's less attractive than them to make them look better. I know this is when we were younger. Maybe I hope this is not when you're in 50s and I hope this is when you're 20s or 20 teens, I'm hoping. But they say that that's what people do because they make themselves feel better they feel that they're the prettiest one in the crew so imagine if you was the biggest one and now you're the smallest one in the crew do your crew still want you to round because now they can't say you're the biggest one now they're the bigger ones what did they hate <laughs> how did that go you know yeah. what i'm saying how did that work well how about the husband part you know when she told me about the husband part so i'm sitting here like okay how's that how's that how can that be but then it makes sense because if he's used to you being a certain way and he's used to you feeling a certain way about yourself, meaning that you just kind of feel just you and him, but now you lose weight. And this is a place called Earth. Earth, we are very visual people, so this is going to happen. Men are going to start paying more attention to her because she's looking a certain way. And then on top of that, her confidence level is going to, she's going to walk with a little, you know, little, you know, little pep in her step. Because she's going to be able to wear things that she couldn't wear before. She's going to feel herself, you know. And I think that's great. I think a person should feel good about themselves. But if he's not used to that, now he's looking like, wait a minute now. Hold up. Yeah. And it, and it's not like she's doing anything different. It's just that the, the attention she's getting now making him uncomfortable and insecure. But that's the time that you need to work on yourself and realize that you know, that's you. You you got the issue. Don't put it on her. She didn't do nothing but try to make herself healthy. You know, and it's vice versa. It's vice versa. Because a lot of men get this surgery. And, you know, they, you know, whatever. And then they start going to the gym, working out, body, you know, get their bodies right and everything. And now the women are going like, who's that? Why is she talking to you? Whoop. There's <laughs> so many insecurities going on in here. It goes yeah. both ways. Most definitely. Um, You know, you think about those pieces and, and that's, that's kind of what the title kind of represented those pieces that we don't think about, you know, on one side you see, Oh yeah, I'm about to look right. I'm about to get back in these streets. But then <laughs> on the other side of that, like you say, you see the loss of your friends. Uh, you see the loss of people, um, you know, maybe your husband or, or your, your, your spouse 
Um, so just good that we we are being able to talk about those pieces. Mm-hmm. And then looking at a successful surgery, right? When you think about the mental aspect, the physical mm-hmm. a- aspect, as mm-hmm. somebody who's um, been through this journey, mm-hmm. what could people look for almost as a predictors of, okay, you may will be successful because you have, or you can. You may be successful in this whole thing. If you first have your mind right, First, you need if you're if you're a believer, you know, you need to take it to God and you know ask God to you know guide you through this this thing because it's a change all the way around. Your mental, there's some people who get the surgery and still see themselves being a size 20 when they are size four, you know, because they they didn't grasp this. You know, they had the surgery, they know what they wanted, but when it happened, they still feel like the old them. They still wear big old clothes because that's how they feel about themselves. They don't feel that they're smaller. So I would say definitely go to a life coach, um, go to someone and talk to them beforehand and kind of talk that out. So you, when you get the surgery, you're kind of good. You're already, you're in peace with it and you know what's coming with it. and You understand what's going to happen. I think you'll be better off. I wish I'd done, you know, I did do that one little counseling session, but I wish I did go a little further because you don't realize what's going to happen until it happens and it's, it's no taking it back and you have to deal with people, you know, or not deal with people, learn how to let people go. Cause sometimes some people was in your life for the wrong reasons in the first place. You know, you don't know why they was there in the first place, but you re- it's revealed later when you lose that weight, why they were there. Cause if they were your real friends, they happy for you. They glad that you healthy, but if they give you, you know, pushback for losing weight, they are not supposed to be there anyway. That's not a friend, you know, and that's, that's somewhat, kind of kind of shift people around like that's good that you know you'll learn who's your people and who's not your people and sometimes the closest one to you are the ones that are the ones that you got to deal with the most yeah. you know it's sad but it happens yeah it happens um and now when you're out speaking do you kind of is this uh, a topic that you talk to uh ladies or audiences about as well I don't really talk about this. I, I talk about the mindset and things of, of that nature, not really on the weight loss, but it kind of goes across the board, like your mindset and how you need to carry yourself and how you think about yourself. Um, but I do talk about this subject with a lot of people who know, I, a lot of people who get the surgery, they'll call me and talk to me about it because they know I had it because I had it for 12 years. So there's a lot of new people having the surgery now and they'll call and ask me their my advice and what kind of foods I should eat and why. You know, and I tell them all the same thing. I said, just be prepared for some changes in your life. You may lose some people, you may gain some people. And then they they did the same thing with me. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you believe me, you're going to gain some people and you're going to lose some people. I'm telling you, it comes with the territory. So you got to be ready for that. So mm. how quick did your friends start acting funny? Um, I didn't have too many. I would say all my close knit friends, they were good. Like I, I had some good, solid best friends and close people. There are some people in my outer circle that were kind of like, you know, like, you know, oh, you know, like, oh, she thinks she all that or, you know, I, sometimes people don't have to say nothing. It's just their actions. You don't have mm-hmm. to say nothing. You can just feel their actions. And I think more of it, it was not a jealousy thing. It was just uncomfortable. Because they wasn't used to me in that setting. People put you in boxes. If people used to you in a certain way, people who are not good with change, they want you to stay in that little box because that's where they have you at. When you shift yourself out that box, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be you could get more money, a better career, whatever. Anything that changes, it makes them look at themselves. 
And they don't want to look at themselves and turn a mirror on themselves. They want to be able to say, is you are worse than I am. So I don't need to worry about me. So that's what the problem is. It got, and it, I don't think they jealous. I just think it's more of reflection and they have to start looking in within and they, they're not ready to do it. And we forcing them to do it because we change. So that's what that's about. I, I remember when, um, what was that? Uh, reality TV came out. And so then you had all these shows, the real world and date, like play with play. And um, so people were saying, I like those shows because I can look at them and say, well, my life must not be that bad. You know, so I totally uh, agree with what you're saying. That's uh, what people do. And The Biggest Loser was my favorite show. I watched The Biggest Loser for all the years they were on TV. I love that. I love transformations. I've always been a person. I like to see the before and after. And, you know, but when you even watch the show, they go through so many mental issues because a lot of times the weight comes on for mental stuff. It's not, you know, they have like abuse or sexual abuse or, or, or stress or whatever, and they gain this weight over eating foods. So it's like food is addiction is an addiction and you know this because it's legal doesn't mean it's not an addiction that's what you us get confused sugar is an addiction sugar is like a crack but it's because it's legal we don't see it as seriously as crack but sugar is just as bad or worse than because you can get your hands on it everywhere you go my god it is rough it is Sugar is an addiction that is crazy, and, and it, it keeps the diabetic medication people in. And they they keep they they, they make their money. I'm telling you, they make their money. Look, I had some Reese's on my desk, and I'm walking out of work. <laughs> I had to turn around, go back in, and grab them off the desk. Look, but that's that. I sugar. can't eat that no more. I can't oh, eat that no God. more. God, it's God. too much sugar. I mean, because yeah. you know, it's like twenty to thirty grams of sugar per um, per container, or what you yeah. want to call it that is that's more than one day's worth of sugar for me that one when you drink and that's another thing i learned so much because you go to a dietitian so they teach you how to read labels i never read labels i just grab stuff i started reading labels that one tropicana juice that you used to get at the gas station had 60 something grams of sugar in that one container that containers only that containers for two servings not one it's not one. It's two servings in that one juice that we gulped down in that one sitting. 60-some <laughs> grams of sugar. That's two days' worth of sugar in one drink. You haven't eaten nothing at all. So imagine how much sugar you're taking in. Most people are taking in almost 100 grams of sugar a day. You're probably taking in about 30, 35. Wow. So that tells you right there how sugar, and then you, you that's a pound or certain pounds every couple of weeks you're gaining because you're drinking tropic. A lot of people who drop, if you stop drinking soda, you'll lose about a good 10 pounds in that year. Just stop drinking soda alone. But sugar has about 60 can, well, 60 in the can, 60 grams of sugar in the Coke and the Pepsi. Wow. Oh, well, um, <laughs> Thank you for that information. I'm, I'm going to go home and my fridge right out. You know, when you know better, you do better. I, I hadn't went to a dietitian, had this conversation now. It's in my head. Uh, like, I ain't asked you to come back no more. <laughs> I, not. I love it. Um, help me. Somebody, uh, that's why I was looking at um, my counselor. She she said, I know that addiction firsthand. I'm telling she you, know. that sugar ain't no joke. I'm Gino. telling you. <laughs> That's it. So now talk to us about Let's Talk 1943. 
Yes, sir. So uh, I know you share stories, uh, you know, personal journeys. Uh, what mm -hmm. else uh, kind of content can we find there? Oh, we talk about everything. We talk about dating. We talk about insecurities. We talk about validation issues. We talk about dating the Christian way. That was a show with something else. Um, we talk about uh, your tribe. We talk about being single. We talk about good marriages. Uh, we talk about everything, anything and everything that's um, a topic that people would like to discuss. We do talk about it. Um, we talk about um, HBCUs and PWIs. We talk about Greek organizations. Um, everything that we kind of, we try to look at things a little different or we try to, like, just like you're doing with this, we kind of pull the stuff out that is not as noticeable. So we could kind of talk about some things. Yeah, so yeah. that's what uh, 1943 is about. Let's talk 1943. Oh, I love it, man. Um, so um, uh, as we get ready to wrap this up, I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, for coming on, talking about the work, um, and, and really just highlighting that that mental journey. Uh, hopefully, if anybody takes something away, is that before you take that leap uh, and getting on that table to make mm -hmm. sure that you're ready for that that after, right? Mm -hmm. Where you may lose things or, um, mm -hmm. you know, the emotional side of it. And then what happens if you gain it? So are you willing to do the work to keep it off? Mm -hmm. uh, because that's one thing we didn't touch on um really was like i said in in, in the pre-chat what happens mentally to the people who not the people who keep it off but the people who do gain it back like do they go to therapy or or now they forever chasing that weight loss again because i, I don't think you have any more stomach to cut off after the surgery right well you're not really cutting off the stomach you stretch mm -hmm. your stomach out the stretch the stomach that they did shrink you stretched it out so therefore you oh. eat a whole more food Therefore, you're eating more food, you eat more calories, and that's where you gain, you gain your weight at. So it could go both ways. Either like you basically described it, either you're gonna try to chase it, you know, kind of go through the same loops you were going to before the surgery, because most of us went through the ups and downs and the yo-yos before we got to the surgery. So you'll get back to that because only way you get that fixed now is the revision surgery. They do offer that now. They didn't have that before. So now they do have it. So they go in there and tighten your stomach back up or they staple it back up to a smaller stomach. You can do that. But before you do that, let's talk. Did you do your work to understand why you got here in the first place before you go fix something that you need to keep fixed? You don't need to go back again and stretch it out again because you're going to start. Every time you have surgery, you put yourself more and more in risk. And then the older you get, more and more in risk. So if you're going to go back and revise it, okay, cool. But did you do any therapy, any work, anything that you will not get back here again? So, and then the mental state is people, you think about people saying or what people are thinking about you because you gain all that weight back. And it's kind of how you handle the weight. You know, you kind of handle the weight on a, like, uh, uh, you didn't throw it in people's faces and acting all crazy. And then when you gain the weight, they're going to be looking for you like, mm -hmm, I knew you were going to gain that weight. You thought you was all that, huh? You know? <laughs> Haters waiting on you to fail. <laughs> They're waiting on this, tapping their foot, like, you're going to gain the weight, wait, just wait, just wait, you know. So you don't want that to happen either. So you just want to be, you know, make sure you're healthy. It's all about you and your health. That's what it is. It's so important. It's about your health. The Looking good is the bonus. I'm not lying. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I love the fact that, I, you know, I could wear and I feel better and I feel like my old self again. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that's not a good thing. So it is. But. The ultimate goal is for you to be healthy and to be on this world as long as you possibly can. So if you do, you want to get the surgery done, go talk to the right doctors, go talk to the counselors, get your own life coaching before you even do it. Cause you need to know who you are inside 
before you do the surgery. If you're thinking the surgery is going to solve all your problems and you're going to find a man in your dreams and you're going to get all this stuff because you lose this weight, honey, child, girl, mm -mm, that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. Because if you're still broken inside or you're still not fixed inside, it doesn't matter how small you are, that's going to be revealed. You're still not going to get everything you want because you're not in, you're not in a good place with yourself. Love yourself first, then go look into that surgery. Oh, and, and I forgot to ask you this. Um, so now, even after the surgery, you think about as those pounds inch up, because I know you say you was down to 150 something. And so then, so 157, then going back up. Um, how did you handle that? Like, did you, um, because was it intentional or was it just coming back up and you're like, oh God, what's happening? Am I losing control? Like oh, that no, mental no. aspect of it, how was it? No, 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 no. You're gonna fluctuate at first. When you when you lose the weight at first, your body's gonna go down that low. It's, that's how it goes. It just goes down because you're not eating that much. You're eating really, really little. I eat shot glasses for dinner because your body can't hold that much. I was eating potatoes in a shot glass. I was eating pudding in a shot glass. That was a meal. So when you first had to start the first month or two, you're gonna lose that much weight. But when you start eating a little bit more, and then your body um, fluctuate, you know, it, it it bounces out. So at 157, that's almost 160. I'm at 170. It's like, what is that? 13 pounds. It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's 12 years later. And I have menopause. <laughs> I've been through menopause. So your body's going to do that. That's not the problem. And then when you work out, I lift weights. So I'm going to gain muscle. So I'm going to fluctuate between those 10 pounds. So, you know, it's not like if I said I'm at 225, you know, that's something different because I'm, I'm really kind of gaining the weight back. But I'm still in the same clothes. I still wear the same clothes I was able to wear before. So it's no big deal. Yeah, that, that's a good way to see it. Um, You know, like you say, uh, but that comes with having that knowledge, having that background and just understanding what's happening Uh, because it could be a freak out. Like, oh, God, what I do? And then you go crash diet or do something crazy. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, I I'm getting older. I mean, I'm yeah. 52 now and I was 40 when I got the surgery. So <laughs> life, you know, like I said, menopause is something else. Menopause, people gain weight through that cycle anyway. For me to gain with the little weight I gained in the last 12 years is amazing. There's people I know who gained 12 pounds during menopause because your body hormones are going back. So it, I'm fine. I'm doing good. <laughs> I, I, still got, I still got a flat stomach, so I'm good out of the deal. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Yeah, oh I'm man, hard. I go to the gym. I'm a gym rat. I go to the gym a lot, so it's fine. Yeah, so good on, on so uh, so many aspects. Mm -hmm. Man, that's it. Well, tell us how do we find you? Uh, how do we contact you here? Yeah, look for me, y'all. Y'all look for me. <laughs> y'all yeah. look for me. <laughs> um, I'm on. Like I said, my show is called Let's Talk 1943. 1943 stands for my dad. My dad passed away in 2012. He was born in 1943. Um, Hildred Smithwick. So I named the show after him. So um, let's talk 1943. You can find me on um, YouTube. And please subscribe to my channel. I would love that if you can do that. Um, I have my website, www.letstalk1943.com. I am a, I have a book, uh, Adoption of Unknown Blessing, that's on Amazon. And you'll find it under um, Adoption of Unknown Blessing on my name, Regina Smithwick. And my four books will pull, pull up. I am actually having a, uh, a workshop coming up in March, and it's called Ring Out Your Sponge. And it's about ringing out all these insecurities, all these validation issues, all this, you know, all the self-esteem issues, low self-esteem issues. And we're going to fill it back up with 
better belief systems, feeling better about yourself. We can have motivational speakers up there talking to you, working through the workbook. It's going to be an amazing thing. So if you're interested in joining us as we rebuild, look on my website, www.letstalk1943.com, and you'll be able to sign up for the workshop. Ring out your sponge. Nice, 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 nice title. I like that. <laughs> Bring out your sponge. Hey. All right. Well, um, I, I just want to say again, thank you for taking this time, uh, being vulnerable, telling your story, um, and giving us those tidbits um as we go about our day here to Miss Swift. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. All right, y'all. This is KT for KT TV signing out. 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is Linda Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 KTTV.